0: On the far western end of Disneyland lies a settlement unlike any other in the park. This one is not inhabited by the famous characters of Walt Disney's animated classics, nor is it a place where you will find spacemen or space women waiting to book passage across the stars. You will not see wild animals hanging out on the banks of a winding river. Even the cowboys of Frontierland tend to keep their distance. This settlement is the Indian village, and in it you will find the Indian Trading Post. And as it just so happens, it's our next stop in Discoveryland. Howdy folks? Your attention, please. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, to all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hello and welcome to Discoveryland. My name is Victoria and I will be your guide on this adventure through yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. In previous episodes, we've discussed the state of American culture in the 1950s as Disneyland was being developed and revealed to the world. In our two-part feature earlier this season, Focusing on The Rainbow Cavern's Mine Train and Mine Train Through Nature's Wonderland, we cover the popularity of the Wild West at the time. This was due in part to the prominence of Westerns on the big and small screens. It was the time of cowboys and Indians, both on the silver screen and on the school playground. Disney's Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, starring Fess Parker, was a cultural phenomenon and created a craze for coonskin caps and frontier merchandise. Perhaps it was this cultural background that prompted Walt Disney to open the Indian Village in Disneyland. Originally, the Indian Village was opened shortly after Disneyland's opening as a sort of subland to Frontierland. For the duration of 1955 and into 1956, it sat between Frontierland and Adventureland. During the 1956 park expansion, which welcomed the Disneyland Skyway, Rainbow Caverns Mine Train, Storybook Land, and Tom Sawyer Island, it was moved to a new location on the far west side of the park. Today, that part of the park is known as Critter Country, and at least until the opening of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in 2019, it was as far as you could possibly go before hitting a dead end near the exit area of Splash Mountain. The Indian Village was intended not only to be entertaining but also educational and interactive. The idea was for it to convey a respectful representation of America's Native American tribes and their histories. Respectful, at least, by 1950 standards. It was open on weekends, holidays, and during summertime. The village featured various elements that helped bring it to life. It was set along the banks of the rivers of America, with trees and dirt trails to make it feel more authentic. There were teepees, totem poles, and other Native American structures. There was a burial ground as well as a stuffed bison kept in a corral. A dance circle, complete with seating for onlookers, held ceremonial performances that guests could sometimes participate in. The one ride in Indian Village, the Indian War Canoes, departed from the docks along the land and there were real Native Americans who performed and interacted with guests to give the village an authenticity that was uniquely Disney. There was even a man Disney promoted as being a full-blooded Indian chief. Chief Whitehorse, also known as Truman Washington Daily, interacted with guests and added a further element of realism to this land within a land. The restrooms were labeled as braves for men and as squaws for women. There were food options and, of course, souvenirs. That's where the focus of this episode comes into play. A unique gift shop inside Indian Village offered authentic Indian crafts. It was called the Indian Trading Post. The Indian Trading Post opened in Indian Village on July 4, 1962. It was the one-stop shop for authentic Native American crafts and souvenirs. The building itself was very unique. It was a one-story log structure, not dissimilar to those found in other parts of Frontierland, that had a chimney and green grass growing out of its roof. Atop the roof was also a sign declaring it as the Indian trading post. Guests could walk inside to shop using the door on the left. Once inside, they found the continuation of the theming as a log cabin with wooden shelves, fixtures, and a fireplace that connected to a chimney on the roof. There were also pop-up windows to the right of the entrance where guests could do quick shopping without going into the store. The store sold themed goods. These included feathered headbands, tomahawks, dream catchers, peace pipes, turquoise jewelry, and pottery. By the late 1960s, disputes had arisen between the Native American employees of Indian Village and Disney. Guest interest was also starting to wane as the American collective moved away from cowboys and Indians and the Wild West. In 1971, Indian Village permanently closed. In its place rose Bear Country, which was anchored by the now extinct fan-favorite attraction, Country Bear Jamboree. The Indian Trading Post, however, remained in business for a long time afterward. It eventually closed in 1988. That year, Bear Country became Critter Country, and another fan-favorite attraction, Splash Mountain, opened. The Indian trading post closed and reopened as the Briar Patch. Thankfully, the original structure was kept and to this day it still stands along with the Davy Crockett's explorer canoes as the last remaining traces of Indian village. However, the store has long moved on from selling authentic Native American crafts and souvenirs. Instead, you will now find a selection of hats, Mickey ears, and other accessories. Thankfully, this still includes, at least from time to time, a stock of coonskin caps. And the structure itself, of course, remains mostly unchanged. Instead of being an Indian outpost, it now has a new owner, Br'er Rabbit from Splash Mountain and Disney's Song of the South. How do we know this? Well, grass still grows out of the roof, but so do plants and giant carrots. A sign reading, the briar patch, has long replaced the one that declared the store as the Indian trading post. And once you go inside, the store is a bit more whimsical than it once was. Those carrots you can glimpse atop the roof? Well, you can see them growing into the ceiling from the inside. There are also vines running along the wooden beams and elegant lamps that light the interior. Above the fireplace hangs a carved portrait of Br'er Rabbit. I suppose he's just up at Splash Mountain and only returns home when the structure isn't functioning as a store. In more recent years, further alterations have been made to the structure. The flip-up windows have been modified so that they open to the sides, presumably for safety reasons. And sadly, some of the original log portions of the building's right-hand side were removed from its exterior. In their place, Disney installed shelves to hold more of that character plush merchandise. It's these little pieces of Disneyland, like the Briar Patch, that remind us of the Disneyland that once was. Historical elements that have a background that isn't always obvious. And they stand as a testament to the ever-changing nature of the park, reminding us that Disneyland is unique among theme parks. It is a marriage of the Walt Disney heritage that made the park into the Disneyland we came to know and love the happiest place on earth, to the promise that Disneyland will never be completed as long as there is imagination left in the world. There's no place like Disneyland, and around every corner of the park is some hidden history waiting to be discovered. I hope you'll join me next time for another adventure into the vibrant history of the Magic Kingdom. I'd love to hear from you. You can write to Discoveryland by emailing discoverylandshow at yahoo.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Discoverylandshow and on Twitter at DiscoverylandVC. If you're so inclined, please rate and review Discoveryland on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland has now ended its normal operating day. We hope you've enjoyed your visit to the Magic Kingdom and that you'll be back with us again soon.